I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hour number three on a Monday. Hope you're having a good start to your Thanksgiving week. If you're a Longhorn and Cowboys fan, 55 points. 40 points. Had to feel pretty good over the weekend. We've been talking about all of that. Chad and Zay with you on this Monday. Hour three starts with Zay's choice for a beat. What do you got, Zay? I'm from Marcy, son. Jay-Z, where I'm from. Classic. Not shocked that a Jay-Z beat is very good. Yeah, we play a lot of Jay-Z on here. I mean, yeah, his beats are, how can we not? He's one of the greatest of all time. That's no, fantastic. Yeah, Jay-Z and Dr. Dre would be the first two places I would go for really good beats. Interesting. I like those two. Yeah. In fact, that's what got me. Not that, I don't even know if Bad Boys 2 is a good movie. I just know the beats were incredible. I just know that every scene felt cooler because of those Dre beats. So... I'm going to shake your tail feather. I that's one, if that was a Dre beat. That's one of the big... I felt like that movie had just Dre beats all the way through. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Maybe it was somebody else. But it was just these incredible beats. Like every scene, I thought, oh, that's really cool. Yeah. And it just carried the scene really well. Uh, I am a fan. Hey, I, I saw The Last Bad Boys. I thought it was pretty solid, too. The third one? Yeah. Where Will gets shot? Yeah. yeah. Spoiler alert. Oh, it's been out for like three Come years. No, I think all three of them are good. Unlike some other movies like we talked about earlier where part three, Beverly Hills Cop, is not good. Don't <laughs> ever watch it. I would tell you Bad Boys 3 is okay. If you're if you're into the franchise, I would say Bad Boys 3 is all right to check out. Chad and Zay with you on this Monday. Longhorns thrash Kansas. Zay, what out of that game do you think is real, and what out of that game you think kind of needs to be set off to the side? How much of it is cotton candy? How much of it is sort of empty calories? And then how much do you think is is legit? Uh, I would say the defense is real. You know, it might have taken them a while to completely figure everything out, but with what we saw against TCU, clearly there was the Tucker Dorsey laps and the Anthony Cook, Terrence Brooks laps, but... You know, after that, they've been playing solid defense these last two weeks. And, yes, say what you say about Daniels. Was he 100%? Whatever. The guy on the field didn't produce. And that was a lot because of this defense getting pressure and just figuring everything out. PK, I think he understands his roster and his personnel. And I think they've done a good job of mixing and matching guys, whether guys go out like Deshaun Jameson did last week or whatever. They've been able to move guys around and let make them fit. Jalen Gilbo, he hasn't been able to play for a couple of weeks. I asked Joe Cook about Jade Barron, who I think might be up for second-team all Big 12. I think it'll be tough for him to get first, but I think he's a second 
team all Big 12 type of player. Jalen Ford had another interception this weekend to add to his first team all defensive play, which he definitely is going to get that being Texas uh, uh, leading tackler and the turnovers that he's forced and also the fumble recoveries that he's had. So going into Baylor on Friday with how run heavy they are, Blake Shapin being up and down like he is, I'm confident in this defense to be able to get some stops that will allow the offense to have opportunities to take advantage and maybe score some points. Yeah, I'm interested. I think the defense is part of it that you know there, there's a real feeling to to that group, and they they have definitely they've come along. They've developed. By the way, you mentioned Tucker Dorsey. Do you think he needed that targeting? Um, I think the way that Daniels threw it and just kind of how he allowed his body to get hit like that made it worse than it was. I, it was, I don't know, man. That was, I think just because it's the quarterback, you got to call it, but you see that hit on a running back or, you know, a wide receiver that's not defenseless. They have the ball in their hands. They yeah. see it coming. You don't make that call. That's a rough one for me because you know I'm very sensitive to those calls. I no Bottom line, I do not want anybody thrown out of a game. I don't think, they, I think that that rule should be changed, but they're never going to do it. Um, but in that case, man, I'm not sure what to. I'm not sure what to do because that ball is gone, and from one angle, I mean, like the elbow ends up contacting the chest, but man, that shoulder hit him right in the mouth, right in the face mask, and it turned that he- head. And I don't think he turned the head like the K State guys were doing it, where they were jerking the head. I think Daniels kind of did that. I almost felt like Sark was saying to Tucker Dorsey. Hey man, I think they're going to throw you out, and we really got to take a look at that in film. You, you can't. I mean, the ball's gone. It's gone, gone. Do whatever you want to. If you need to chest or stomach or what? I mean, yeah, I don't. I thought I thought it could have been different. Was it gone that much? I wasn't paying. I'm I not going to lie. I went to the restroom when that play was getting reviewed. Okay. Came back, he was gone. I thought the I thought the ball was gone. I thought he had enough time <laughs> where he back. couldn't. Ugh. For somebody to get thrown out of a game, I've never seen anybody that hyped to get thrown out. It was kind of like a message shot. Like, hey, guys, y'all see that? Because everybody was showing them love. He was kind of smiling on the sideline. It was kind of yeah. like, hey, guys, I just sent a guy that who was hurt. I'm not saying it was bounty type stuff, but right. it, it was like one of those, hey, man, he's going to be thinking about taking hits like that all game for a guy who's not already 100%. I, I thought that got into his head a little bit and affected his play. And, I forgot I was already rusty already. Yeah, and I agree with you. And then the fact that it happened in the first half and, yeah. and you don't lose him for the next game, that's big too. So that's one of the things I, you know, I never like these targeting calls. I hate that they're throwing them out of games, but at least when it happens in a first half like that of a game where you thrash somebody, it doesn't end up being a big effect. But there was a physicality to that defense. Obviously, somebody texted in, Sorrell is a beast. Excited to see him next year. Yeah, Baron Sorrell. I mean, it was just everybody was swarming uh, on on Saturday, and it was it was impressive. By the end of the game, those 14 points from Kansas barely felt like they were there. Texas got to play a lot of backups. They got to rest a lot of guys. And 55-14 is the final. Now how much of that is real to come through against Baylor? Zay, I asked Joe Cook when we had him on today from Inside Texas about how just how important this is to have 8-4 and four versus 7-5. and five. I think it is monstrous, the difference in these two, because this first of all, this 8 could lead to 10. You could end up with 10 wins, in theory. Get this one, you end up in the Big 12 title game if Kansas helps you out, and then you could win a bowl game. And that bowl game would be a little bit slotted up 
if you end up in a Big 12 title game and win it. So best case scenario could get you 10. But even if it just gets you the opportunity at 9 in a bowl game, I think that is big time. Because 9 is my boundary line for, all right, you're a good, you're a good college football team. You end up with nine wins, I'll call you a good team. Eight, eh, it's a little it's a little iffy, right? There's a little, well, we could have a discussion. I think it's huge, the difference in if they get this game against Baylor and if they don't. Yeah, absolutely, especially with all these one-score losses that they've had all season long. I mean, think about the four losses that the, the uh, Texas Longhorns have had. They've all been close, whether you say that they should have won it or not. They've been in the game, and it's it's been frustrating to that point because just with Quinn Ewers in the Oklahoma State game and in TCU, whether Steve Sarkeesian could have made an adjustment on taking him out or making the game easier, you just felt like there were opportunities that should have been taken advantage of throughout the season where you shouldn't even have four losses. So to me, even though I said they are going to be 8-4 and four before the season, now with all the games played, even if they beat Baylor, and yes, I think that if they get nine, I, I Ask me this question again, and I'll give you a different answer. But if Kansas loses to Kansas State on Saturday, that gets rid of all the Big 12 championship hopes. Correct. And that's just going to leave a sour taste in my mouth because that TCU team that's been putting up 40-something points a game, you held them to 17, and you couldn't get that dub. That Alabama team that's been putting up all types of points on all these teams, they put up what? 19, 22. It was 20 to 19. 20 to 19. You couldn't find 21. You couldn't find 21. Then that Texas Tech game, look at Texas Tech and what they've been, how they've been a roller coaster for Coach McGuire's team. And then, you know, it's just that's Oklahoma State. They they got blasted by Oklahoma. So all of those games you feel like you should have won. And you look at this talent, this talent ain't 8-4. and This talent, in a way, is 10-0. and or 11 and 0 whatever you could be at the end of the season undefeated and that's that's just kind of what the what ifs are going to be going into the off season with a roster that isn't going to be as good when you got Bijan Robinson most likely leaving, Demarion Overshone, he's leaving because he's already in the Reese's Senior Bowl. Roshan Johnson, we know how much Steve Sarkeesian loves him. We know how much he's meant to this program on leadership. He's going to be leaving. So who's going to be able to replace those guys? I don't know if the talent will be there next year. Yes, you've got Arch Manning and all these recruits coming in, but guys playing for the 2023 season, will the talent be as good as 2022? I can't say that, and the schedule's going to be just as hard. So I think there are a lot of missed opportunities this year, but with everything that could happen, it could change, and you can somehow finesse 10 wins out of it. Somebody uh, hit us up on the Specs text line, 337-3776. Female listener number 17 says, glad we won, but even more frustrated that Bijan didn't get the ball more in the second half of the TCU game. Ugh. Kind of echoing some of the things you're saying there, Zay. Even really win or lose against Baylor. If you lose the Baylor game, it's just going to shine a spotlight on what could have been. But even if you get that win, you're saying there's still going to be some of that what could have been for this season even if you're ended up with that eight and four, and if it turns into nine and four, maybe even ten, you're still going to have some what could have been. Yeah, because what we saw against Kansas in the game that B. John Robinson had the best one of his career statistically, why wasn't that 
the vocal point all season long. I know Steve Sarkeesian believes in Quinn Ewers, and I know he's a quarterback, but hey, when your best player is your running back and your best formula for success is running the football and the games that you lost was because your quarterback had way too many attempts and way too many mistakes, that, that's a, that hurts. <laughs> that hurts because that's the what if factor. What if you would have given them to what female listener was saying? What if you would have given him more touches, you know, and just said, hey, what if he could just break one? He's that elusive. He's that nice with the ball in his hands, even though Sonny Dykes and that crew were stacking the box. If he makes one guy miss, look out because those guys mm-hmm. are all up close and playing tight. And then also just making the game easier for Quinn. There's just so many what ifs at the end of the season that we're going to have going into 2023, whether their record seven and five, eight and four, 10, win 10 games, et cetera. I still think there's going to be some questions. There. So here, here's uh, somebody that loves both fan bases and tries to bring it together saying, Chad, how about this? Cowboys drop Zeke and his ridiculous contract, re sign Pollard to a more reasonable contract, then draft Bijan. Seeing some Longhorn fans <laughs> trying to figure out if they can figure out get a way to get Bijan Robinson into the uh, into the silver and blue of the Cowboys. Uh, yes, somebody says the less than three yards a rush is real at TC or at TC or against TCU. Uh, this says they could be nine and three, like Bucky said this morning. LOL. That's right, they could, uh, but they with a win here. Would be eight and four ultimately um, if they could get the win against Baylor. It'd be a huge, huge difference. And we're continuing to talk Texas. We're talking Cowboys after they won forty to three. Also keeping you updated on the U.S. national team. They are still up one nil. They're into the second half now. That was a thirty-sixth minute goal. Uh, Timothy Weah with the goal earlier. There have been some yellow cards on both sides. Both teams have had two yellow cards handed out, but right now it is 58th minute. U.S. up 1-0 over Wales. And remember, we're going to have those uh, World Cup Reports for you from our man Glenn Davis. Soccer Matters this week moves to Wednesday night at 8 because of the men's basketball game tonight. 7.30 tip for Texas and Northern Arizona. Uh, So, Cowboys get the win. Texas, and of course, just like every other Thanksgiving week, you got short weeks for both. Cowboys go on Thanksgiving against the Giants. How about the Giants losing yesterday? Dan to... Campbell, what's up? That's the only thing positive AM has going right now is Dan Campbell's Detroit Lions. How about my Aggie brother <laughs> helping out the Cowboys yesterday, huh? Come on. Lions just went up and down the field on the New York Giants. That was fun to watch. Cowboys get that bit of help, but now let's see if they can go head up with a division opponent. At home, they've already beaten the Giants one time. They're two and one in division. Can they keep up there? And then, of course, Longhorns taking on Baylor. It's weird mirror images here. These are very familiar. The two teams they're about to face, um, obviously, and they're both getting that home game on Thanksgiving week. Short week schedules are different. In one case, Texas may have to deal with a little bit of cold, rainy weather. Cowboys obviously will have everything temperature controlled, but in both cases, Zay, I'm trying to figure it out. How much of what we saw is real? I think anybody watching the Cowboys do that to the Vikings and trying to make more out of it than it was. I think that might be a little bit premature. I loved a lot of what I saw as a fan. Don't get me wrong. But 
it just everything went the Cowboys' way. When it all goes your way like that, don't you have to know on some level that that's not going to be that's not sustainable? Every team's not going to play that bad. No, this is the National Football League. It's week to week for a reason, but you got to be optimistic and hype about what's next with the Cowboys because you just beat a really good team that's going to make the playoffs. So that's maybe a team that you might see and you have the mental psyche over them that, hey, we just beat y'all's ass at y'all's home stadium. Yeah. I don't care y'all are coming off of that emotional high in Buffalo. It don't matter. Y'all had us this week. They had players on their team basically guaranteeing that they were going to win the game. Talking about before the game, oh, I fell 9-1 this week. Well, the Cowboys came to play. And, hey, if Dak Prescott gets under 30 attempts, you're saying 40. I'm saying 30. If he gets under 30 well, attempts, that. Yeah. then that's how you win games with the boys. Get Tony Pollard the ball, and he will reward you. He had a terrific game. Only had 15 touches on the ground, but the six touches through the air, 109 yards uh, 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 passing, that beautiful touchdown mm. on, my God, Jordan Hicks. That was brutal, Jordan Hicks. Yeah. Know, Texas alum, you know, that's, they took advantage of that mismatch. Shout out to Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy, and Dak put that one on the money. And, yeah, yeah, that was just a blowout win. Very impressed. Six targets, six catches for Tony Pollard. So you all right with 15 and 15 on the carries for Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott? Yes. Good with that? Yes, perfect. perfect. You good? Zeke in the red zone. Tony Pollard, get it up the field. You I'm good, with that. Good with Zeke Elliott on first down, and then Pollard comes in on second down on the drive. You all right there? You good with I, that? Let's have a feel for the game. Okay. I mean, I, I think it depends. Uh, in this game, yeah, sure. Yeah. But I, mean, I feel like it should change every week, week to week. The, the way it played out, uh, obviously, you're you're, you're going to have nothing but nothing but good things to say. But we know every week's not going to be forty to three. But the Cowboys got it done. That was the biggest margin of victory they have ever had in a road game, ever. History of the franchise. They'd had a Even couple with them '90s teams. Yeah, they'd had a couple of '35s, but they'd never had this something that got up to 37. First time. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Trayvon Diggs too. I know the Cowboys were getting a lot of pressure on Kirk Cousins with the seven sacks and all, which had a lot to do with Trayvon Diggs' success guarding Justin Jefferson. But oh still, we just talked about last week, Chad, how Justin Jefferson needs to be considered as one of the best wide receivers in the league. We saw the amazing catch that he had in Buffalo on the fourth and eighteen, and Trayvon Diggs put him on clamps, put him on absolute lockdown. And, you know, I love games within the games. Like Trayvon Diggs, him and Patrick Peterson had a jersey swap after the game. Is that right? And Trayvon Diggs said, hey, this is the GOAT right here. This this guy made me want to play cornerback wow. because, you know, he was a wide receiver at first. But looking up to guys like Patrick Peterson, who was also an SEC player in LSU, Trayvon Diggs being a Bama guy, you know, I think he wanted to show the guy that he looked up to, hey, man, I know you might be a pro bowler. Who knows with the PED situation that he had in Arizona. But without that, Patrick Peterson, he's like an eight-time pro bowl guy. Like, he was on his way to Canton. So, you know, he, I like guys that look up to 
other guys that are vets and have big games, you know, playing against those other guys' teams like Trayvon Diggs did yesterday against the Vikings. It was big time, man. Justin Jefferson only three catches for 33 yards at the end of the game. No touchdowns. The Vikings obviously had no touchdowns at all as a team. Man, uh, incredible stuff. We'll see how much the Longhorns and Cowboys can transition those wins into the Thanksgiving week games they've got coming up. We'll be hitting you up on that today through Wednesday. We don't have shows on Thursday or Friday because we're dealing with all the game stuff. Cowboys on Thursday, Longhorn game early on Friday. But we got shows for you through Wednesday. So stay with us all week. Ball Don't Lie is coming up. We'll get you set up for the evening. Also, Why Today Matters, November 21st. We got a couple of big birthdays to hit, including a monster birthday. If you're a Texas basketball fan, don't move. It's the horn. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Rolling through a Monday. It is wet and cold outside. Please be careful. It's going to kind of be like this throughout the week. I think we're going to get a wet and dreary Thanksgiving. So get people around you that you actually like. You may need it with this weather. Zay, what do you got here? No guess? Oh, wait. I'm sorry. Let him sing a little bit. Hmm. Hmm. No, nah, I don't have it. I'm saying, yo, if you would have got this, I don't have it. Big Mama would have made you an own mm. personal sweet potato pie so close. for you to take home. Who is it? Frankie Beverly and Mace. Oh, yeah, I know that wasn't happening. Frankie, <laughs> say it again. Frankie Beverly and Mace. Frankie so Mace is the group. Frankie Beverly is like one dude. And Mace, okay. Yeah, I want to say he's the one singing, but I don't Ooh. know for sure. It's a great voice. Great voice. Frankie Beverly and Mace to go with, believe it or not, Cannibal Corpse. Ax- the Axel F song from Faltermeyer, The Arrows, and N-K-O-T-B. Yes, that's right. It all started with New Kids on the Block today. We threw a Jay-Z beat in there to start the three, uh, the third hour. And uh, Zay, as always, taking us all over with the musical journey. We are keeping Yeah, you- shout out to my man Carlos, who requested that one. He was like, yo, Zay, okay. that Cannibals course was a little intense. <laughs> Let's mellow it back down. Can you mellow it back down for me? Carlos, I got you. Appreciate it, man. You got good taste. There aren't me. That'd be a weird date if you're trying to get, you know, you're trying to get the mood <laughs> set right. You go from Cannibal Corpse to Frankie Beverly and Mace. That'd oh, yeah. Be, calm it down just a little bit. Uh, the U.S. soccer team, uh, they, uh, they're they not calming it down. They are still ha- hanging on to that 1-0 lead. We're into the 72nd minute now. U.S. up 1-0 on Wales. Get you one more update before we are out of here. Tonight, a little bit of a different schedule for you. We do have 
have Rod and Harge coming up. Don't worry. Ball don't lie, fans. They are coming up, breaking down Texas whipping Kansas, Cowboys whipping the Vikings. I know Mike Harge has a big smile on his face today because of that. Can't wait to hear about it. Also, uh, if I'm not mistaken, our man Glenn Davis is going to jump on uh, from Soccer Matters. He's going to jump on with the guys about 3.30 to review this U.S. game. Hopefully it's a U.S. win as they're up 1-0 right now. Then at 7 o'clock, pregame time for Texas basketball. They'll play Northern Arizona tonight down in Edinburgh. Also, if you're a women's basketball fan, they are in the Bahamas trying to find a win. 6.30 is the scheduled tip time, although I'm being told those games, one of those games went overtime today, so it may go a little later than that. Right now, we're scheduled for a 6.15 pregame, 6.30 tip on 105.3 The Bat. Keep it, uh, you know, check in over there, and Roger Wallace and Kathy and the crew will keep you updated on exactly when they will start. Hopefully, Coach Schaefer's team can find a win in the Bahamas against Rutgers. All that is coming up. Obviously, a lot of football that we're hitting. Oh, by the way, you want a little Longhorn angle? How about Colt McCoy on Monday Night Football tonight? Oh, Zay. Now, I've been able to root for Colt McCoy a couple times in my life. Most Aggies can't say that. But this Cowboys fan always is looking for a Niners loss. So come on, Colt McCoy. Can I get a victory tonight? Yeah, I'm rooting for Colt, too. I mean, the Niners, they're trying to make that run to the playoffs with the big-time trade of Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuels getting more and more healthy every week, George Kittle, who George Kittle had an interesting say last week about the touches that he's getting. He was like, you know, I, I wish I got more touches, but... I'm a team guy, and it's all about the team. So I, interesting. I thought okay. that was interesting that they asked him that because he is an overall big-time tight end that you wouldn't think we worried about touches, which he's not. But when you got Jimmy G, it's not like he's Joe Montana. <laughs> you know, he's, yeah. there's limited touches for everybody to go around. But the fact that they have all those weapons, Brandon Ayuk, that's why they're the eight-point favorite tonight. Let's see if Colt McCoy could – make something happen with the Arizona Cardinals. Right now, the Niners are the seven seed in the NFC, and they would go to Minnesota for the 7-2 game. Think the Niners could do to Minnesota what the Cowboys just did? Maybe not like that, but I think they could beat them. But it could be something like that. Yeah, so you're right. Some, there's something about Kirk Cousins in prime time. And people are like, oh, Zay, yesterday wasn't prime time. Anytime you play the Dallas Cowboys – it's prime If time. you play the Dallas Cowboys in that 325 window, that's prime time. Yeah. If you play the Packers, Cowboys, prime time window, you play Tom Brady in that well, window, that's the, prime time. Well, just with the fan base, because you know all the eyes are watching. Yeah. I swear, even noon, 1 o'clock kickoffs, that's prime time. And in Kirk Cousins' case, because he has such a prime time record... I think that had a little bit to do with it yesterday, too. Yeah, and another thing, I know it's one little part of it, but, man, when that left tackle went out of the game, Micah Parsons started eating the backup left tackle alive. They yeah. couldn't do a thing to that Cowboys defensive line, probably anyway. But once he went out, they really had a tough time. Uh, obviously, that's been a big part of the discussion today as well. Let's go why today matters. We'll hit big birthdays, and I want to get Zay's thoughts on this big Texas basketball recruit as well. Why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialists. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialists. 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. All right, I got two big Longhorn-related birthdays for you today. First off, rest in peace, but everybody always has a smile on their face when we mention him. Today would have been the 100th birthday of 
of the legendary Abe Lemons. Everybody who Ooh. knew him has a story. Every Texas basketball fan at least kind of knows what he represents to Texas. Happy birthday to the coach. He left us back in 2002, Zay, way too early. But Abe Lemons would have been a hundy today. How about that? Yeah, yeah, big part of Texas basketball. I Where was he before? Because they had the Abe Lemons Classic last year. Are they doing that again? Uh, they are... Which Chris Beard does a great job of honoring the previous coaches before him. He really does. I think they're doing that. I think they are. Well, no, you know what? This year, I want to say when they come back for that Gregory game, aren't they doing something for Coach Black for that? Isn't that the... Yeah, because didn't Coach Black have some type of... Like he's on, they're honoring... Pan Am ties? They're honoring different coaches or whatever. The answer, it, Pan Am is the answer for Lemons. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Abe Lemons was at Pan Am before Texas. So is that so the tribute is maybe for him tonight? Maybe? Maybe they're doing going up there. Yeah, maybe to that's the what valley. It, okay. Maybe that's what it is too. Yeah. Beard's all about paying tribute to the the past coaches. So He's really good at that. This may be him giving uh, coach Lemons some love. You're absolutely right. So Zay, while we're there, tell me a little bit about what do you know about this AJ Johnson get for Texas? 66 guard Picks Texas over Louisville, LSU, NC State, Kansas, Tennessee, USC, and G League Ignite. I love that they put that in the list. Yeah, you got to put that because that's where Big Bro went instead of going the college route. His big brother is Jalen Green, starting shooting guard for the Houston Rockets, former number two pick. So he has good genes, and Jalen Green was on a – recruiting visit with him to the 40 acres. So I think the fact that Big Bro is right up the road in Houston so where they could see each other a lot more frequently, him being a Southern Cal kid, that definitely helped. And plus, Chris Beard, Coach Terry, Rodney Terry, they just do a really good job at recruiting. You know this guy saw what happened at the Gonzaga game and how live that atmosphere was. And he said that in one of his comments that the city of Austin is lit and he can't wait to get down here. So 6'5 guard, tall, lanky athletics, definitely going to have to put on some more weight to really produce on the collegiate level. But this is exactly the type of guys that Chris Beard wants, just kind of like Steve Sarkeesian, how he wants that big-time, big bigger corner over six foot. Mm-hmm. Chris Beard wants bigger guards, bigger wings, that 6'6", six, 6'5", six, six, wing that can do multiple things, can play point guard at times. He's a pretty good ball handler for being at that height but if you add somebody like Ron Holland who's around 6'9", super athletic, those are two really big time gets for this whole Texas organization and this coaching staff so yeah, shout out to A.J. Johnson L.A. kid coming down to the 40 Yeah, kids had a wild path too, he was at the Kanye Academy and, and Oh, he was then, at Donna? And then changed yeah, yeah, and, smart move. And got out after some of the, yeah, it's weird, kind of a weird path there. But uh, that's uh, very cool. A.J. Johnson making the choice. I've seen that name all over the place since he made the choice. That's a big one, Longhorn fans. Uh, many people think for that for that class, it is it was the best guy available at that moment, and he ends up picking Texas. That is 
huge. Uh, another big Longhorn birthday today, Justin Tucker is 33. We're about to come up on the anniversary of that kick, and Chris Bennett's going to send me and any Aggie that'll see it that kick and that oh, video. CB's so petty, I love it. But my man is up to 65 field goals in a row in the fourth quarter or overtime. He hit another one of those over the weekend. Justin Tucker, 65 in a row in the fourth quarter or overtime, and second place on that list. Second place is 14. Think about that for a second. Wow. 14. That's who, nuts. Who is that? Uh, it's, uh, who did I see? It's, some, it's somebody that's active right now. Okay. That, that's hit 14 in a row. Okay. I can't think of exactly who it was. I think it's the kid in, is it the Cincinnati guy? I can't remember. One of those. But yeah. A name you know if you saw it. I can't remember who it was right now. But yeah, Justin Tucker, man. It's just, I'm telling you, if you're a Longhorn fan, you might have the greatest kicker ever now. Yeah, the NFL and Canton, they just need to start scoping out his head right now. Yeah. Like, why waste your time? I know. Like, why, why, you know, you already know he's going to make it. He's the greatest kicker of all time in my eyes, bias or not. I, I think he's the greatest. And then Vinatieri is right behind him. Yeah. But as accurate as he is, I remember that stat on that long field goal that he had recently that if the field goal markers were like, what? A half yard a half wide. Half a yard wide. He's he still, still knocked it down. Like, his accuracy is ridiculous. And he's just a great guy. I mean, when he practices, he'll hit up people on Twitter and be like, hey, I'll be at so and so high school today working on my game. I need people out there to help me retrieve these kicks mm-hmm. and bring them back to me. And people will go out there and catch kicks for him in the back of the end zone behind the field goal post because he's just that cool of a guy. He just includes people. So, you know me, I'm not going to give a Westlaker that much love, but Justin Tucker deserves every bit of it. And, yeah, he's the GOAT for a reason. He is a beast, 33 years old today. And, yes, back in 2011, he hit a pretty big kick. Can't believe we're coming up on 11 years since that game happened. Can we please get those two teams back out on the field together? My God, when's it going to happen, SEC? Let us know. Troy Aikman's got a birthday today. Happy 56 to old number 8. And yesterday, the president turned 80. That makes me feel a little bit a little bit positive that if I'm as, as I continue to grow old, I can still do stuff I want. The president of the United States just turned 80 years old. Jerry's 80 and running one of the craziest teams on the face of the earth. How? Oh. This dude's running the world, That's or cr- running the U.S. That is wow. crazy, man. 80 years old. All right. Go right ahead there, Joe Biden. All right. Uh, there's why today matters to us on November the 21st, with a little bit of the 20th thrown in. Stems and Seeds coming up. We'll get you another uh, update on the U.S. soccer game. Uh-oh, something happened that you're not going to like. We'll tell you about it on the horn. All the ladies, if you feel me, help me sing it out. All right, rounding it out on a Monday. Heard two different voices there. There's a male voice coming in, but I feel this is we're focused on the the female here, right? Individual or a group? Individual. <sighs> she was in the group at one point of time. Was in a group at one point. <sighs> 
Don't think too hard. It's not Beyonce, is it? There we go. Is it Beyonce? Okay. It's Beyonce. It's the first thing I thought of, and then it sounded like it was headed another way. Okay, all right. Just got to go with the gut sometimes. All right. Be- yeah. Be- this be- might be her prom date. Who she's talking about here. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Whoever did Beyonce wrong before Ho. Mm. Wow. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> He's been through some therapy. There's no doubt. He's been through some therapy. I hope so. The man who could have uh, done done right by Beyonce at prom and then failed. That is rough. Beyonce, Frankie Beverly and Mace, Cannibal Corpse. Nope, not kidding. Uh, Axel F by Faltemeyer. Harold Faltemeyer, we, I think, is the artist there. The Arrows and New Kids on the Block. It's all been a part of a crazy Monday show. If you missed the Steve Sarkeesian press conference, good, lighthearted press conference today. People were complimenting clothing. They were complimenting Sark's clothes as he walked up after 55-14. What would you expect? If you want to check it out, it's at hornfm.com. He was making the crowd laugh. And oh, stuff. there was laughter going on. I heard uh, heard Ed Clements referencing going from double XL to XL. It was weird. It was just, it was a, it was a positive day. <laughs> Everybody was in a good mood. 55-14 will do that to you. We've hit that today. Cowboys win big. If you're a Cowboys fan, ooh, you got to love it. Uh, in fact, I'll tell you real quick, here was the extra good part. Once that game got to like 30-3, to I'm sitting there with my wife, who's a Steelers fan, and that Steelers-Bengals game is only on red zone at the time. So I thought, well, I'll just we'll, we'll have it on red zone more because now we don't have to focus on the Cowboys. Four-touchdown lead, we'll just kind of let that with Zimmer. So as I'm saying that to her, I thought I was being nice, Zay. She took it as a huge insult, like, oh, yeah, smartass, what are you saying? And I thought, Oh wow, I get to enjoy it on another level now because my wife was pissy about the fact that I was putting it on red zone because her Steelers were in a close game. Yeah. I thought I was being nice. And unfortunately, Mike Tomlin's crew takes another L. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Heartbreaking. Yeah. Bobby Heart. Harris looked good though, finally. He had the bounce back. He, he was all right. How, that game, I mean. how about that touchdown jump of his? You see that run where he hurtled over the guy? It'll show flashes. Oh, dude, that was awesome. It'll show flashes. That was a great play. And George Pickens. He he's all he does is make great catches on the sideline. That dude's incredible. The they, catches he comes up with. They find these wide receivers. Man, I don't know how they do it, but they're really good at scouting wide receivers. And yeah, he was a steal. Also, shout out to Cole Komet, the kid who went to Notre Dame, that tight end catching that ball one handed yesterday while getting his ribs taken out. You see that one? Yeah. Wow, what a catch that was. All right, uh, and we'll continue to clean up pro and college football tomorrow, but you know we got a short week, so we got to cram a lot of things in. Let's go stems and seeds right now. No stress, no seeds, no stems, no sticks. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. Again, it's Colt McCoy tonight for Arizona. They are 4-6. and six. They're like in the 11 spot right now in the NFC. They're just trying to claw their way back. San Francisco's the 7 seed right now. Huge opportunity for them, and nobody's a true home team here. Remember, this is the Mexico City game, so let's see what happens. Also, check that field condition. Remember the time they went to Mexico City, and it went absolutely nuts in terms of the surface? Hopefully they've got it figured out tonight. Colt McCoy starting for Arizona. Also, uh, a couple of... Uh, 
Kind of bad news stuff out of college football. We'll send the best to Hendon Hooker. I hated seeing that, Zay. They're going to lose. Oh, they're going to lose anyway. South Carolina was better. Shout out to Rattler. But I hated seeing Hooker get hurt like that. Yeah, that was rough. And that game was crazy. But Whew. he's had a hell of a season. He's been up for Heisman talks for majority of the weeks. And, yeah, it hurts to see him go out like that. Yeah, Hendon Hooker, torn ACL. He is out for the rest of the year. But some good news. How about this? Mike Hollins, the Running back for Virginia, that one of the guys that was shot and went back into that bus to try to save people and make sure people were all right, he's left the hospital today. Thank goodness, man. Uh, He's going to be all right, and they think that the young lady that was shot is also going to be okay. Uh, Obviously, they're all still thinking of those three players. They had the service over the weekend, but some silver linings coming out of it. Mike Hollins, a name that Virginia people will hold in high regard for a while. It's a brave young man, Zay. Got shot in the back, bullet lodged in his stomach. He still went back in the bus to try to help people. Yeah, that's absolutely amazing. I'm glad he's doing all right. And shout out to the commanders. I saw them pay tribute to those three players that were lost in yep. Virginia and putting those guys' numbers on their helmets. Yeah, a lot of stickers around the country I saw. All di- yeah. from everywhere. Yeah. Everybody was throwing the Virginia sticker uh, on the back of their helmet. Uh, yeah, that's uh, an amazing story. And uh, yeah, so shout out to Mike Hollins. I'm glad he's going to be okay. That new AP poll, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, TCU. Tomorrow, there'll be another CFP rankings. You would assume the top four stays put. But how about USC's opportunity now? Beat UCLA in the rival game. They move up a notch. LSU moves up to number six in the AP. They're lurking. What if they can go beat Georgia in the SEC title game? Could they really mess with things? Up next, it's Rod and Harge. Ball don't lie. Texas basketball tonight. 7.30 tip for Texas and Northern Arizona. And remember, the women are going to be over on 105.3. The bat against Rutgers trying to find a win in Atlantis there in the Bahamas. Hope you have a good rest of your Monday. Also, oh, I didn't update you on the soccer. I'm sorry. Wales scored a goal in the 82nd minute. They're in extra time. One all. Oh, mercy. Two.